As creators, there are so many things that we have to learn to be successful in this industry, from managing our content and our audience to our personal life and mental health. In Coached, a sub-series of Social Scoop podcasts by SocialMate, we work one-on-one with a member of our private creator coaching community, The Social Suite, and you get to be a fly on the wall during our call. I'm Kristen Busquette, I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Let's dive right in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen Busquette, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here We are here on a Thursday again with an episode of Coached, where we are actually coaching someone who is in our Social Suite private creator community. I'm so excited for you guys to meet Annalisa. She shares recipes that use five ingredients or less to make cooking quick and easy for busy individuals. And it's so crazy that we're talking now because if anyone's been following my stories, I've been trying to make lunch easy for me because for some reason I never eat lunch and I am intimidated by it because I can't ever think of anything to eat for lunch. So (laughs) I'm actually really, really excited to talk to you today about that as well. So it was so, I'm so happy that you're here today. Um, If you want to just kind of give yourself a, a little introduction for anyone who doesn't know who you are yet. Sure. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of this podcast. I listen to it all the time and Yay. love getting your advice. So I'm excited to chat. And um, like you said, I'm a, I have a Instagram um, called Trader Joe's Five Items or Less um, for busy parents. For me, I'm a busy mom of two, two very little ones. So I needed, you know, to come up with quick and easy meals. And I know a lot <laughs> yeah. of people are in the same boat, you know, like, you just don't want to cook at the end of the night. So Easy, no. quick meals, five ingredients or less, save money, save time, you know, foolproof, I love that. all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone at this point is, feels like they're so busy. So I think what you do pretty much is going to be helpful for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's funny. I started it for like, you know, with the intent of like busy mamas who have newborns, things like that. But I also get right. a lot of people who are, um, in all, you know, college students who are barely learning how to cook or like people Very who true. work like 70 hours a week, you know, people reach out like for all kinds of reasons. And, you know, it helps a lot of different people, people who are like, all, just all sorts of reasons. So yeah. that's been cool to see. Yeah, I I love it. I need to go like go through and save some recipes because like I said, I'm having trouble with lunch. I just like skip lunch because I don't want to cook for lunch or I don't know what to cook for lunch. So I'm like, I'll just eat some like dino nuggets and call it a day. Yeah, yeah. If I if it's not already ready or like I can't zap it, like I won't literally. Eat. Like, it has to be so accessible or so easy. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I I feel that. I feel that. So there are a few things that you wanted to go over today. First, starting off with kind of feeling like you locked yourself into too much of a niche and it's maybe making brands stray away from working with you um, for that reason, because you are too niche, but also because you don't have a lot of brand sponsorships. sponsorships. So can you kind of give us a little bit more information about that? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I, I, of course, you know, I post the content to help people, but I like, you know, I got to pay the grocery bills for these like meals. So I'm like, you know, I would love to, you know, work with brands more. Um, but I'm, I feel like, you know, food brands may look at me and be like, well, she only posts Trader Joe stuff. 
you know, or maybe, um, so, so then I also think like, okay, maybe I'll go to kitchen gadgets, things like that, but I don't post videos because videos don't work for me. I, I try and like the engagement is so low that I'm like, I'll just stick to carousels, but I think brands are looking for videos. So I'm like, I'm so specific and niche like Trader Joe's and also just like, you know, kind of of one dimensional. Yeah. So I think brands look at my page and they're like, Mm, not what we're looking for. So I'm ha- so I'm I'm having trouble, you know, agreeing yeah, getting friends to agree to work with me. Okay. So I have to back it up for a second and ask, why do you feel like videos don't perform well? So like have you tested a few different times and you were like, this isn't working, we're just not doing it anymore? Yeah, I have. And it'll be the same recipe. I'll do a carousel and it'll get, you know, like a, a, a decent reach and good amount of yeah. likes. And then I'll do a video of the exact same recipe and it'll like bomb. And I'll even do it in reverse order where I do the video first and yeah. then the carousel a few days later or the week later. And it's always the carousels that get so much okay. more and the videos are like not good, you know? So I'm like, I, you know, I, I know video is like the thing right now, but it doesn't seem to work for me. And I like to stick with what's working, you know? So yeah. for me, the photos and that's is fair. working. Yeah. Right, so, right, right. But I'm like, you know, so I'm just torn. I'm not really sure what to do with that. Yeah. So you like in that situation so much remind me of uh, my husband, Andrew. He he has a pin business and I have the same conversation with him. I'm like, Andrew, video, video. Like yeah. this is the way of the future. It's I was very resistant to it for a long time, but once you find a type of video that you actually like creating and that people do like video actually becomes like really fun but it is kind of like a long tedious like straining process to find Mm -hmm. like a format of video that works really well for you so have you like what I guess let me ask you this what does your video look like like what is the what is the concept of the video that you're creating like are you actually creating the recipe or like like, what does it look like? Yeah. So it's, you know, I create the recipe and I actually do do video for every post because I also want to put them, um, I'm working on a blog that I want to release next week and I want nice. every recipe to have a video. And then I also okay. release the video over on TikTok and YouTube shorts. Okay. So, so I already have them. Um, and they're okay. basically, yeah, they're like less than a minute and they're like, you know, I try to do the quick shots and the, you know, the yeah. money shot with the food and, and then a little yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. like instruction. So I like it. I like doing it. And I think they're pretty good (laughs) when I do do it. But, you know, I don't know why they just don't, you know, perform that why they're not hitting. It's surprising to me, too, because I feel like what you do would be like something I would want to watch videos on, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so it it is surprising to me. So I don't want to like spend all our time here because I know that wasn't the question. But I think I... I'll look at your videos after and like maybe I can kind of like see if there's anything that we can change or improve on. But I feel like it's definitely worth spending time like experimenting with different formats. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of just showing the recipe, like are there any other like creative ways that other food bloggers or whatever food creators are doing recipes that you could try and like experiment with and see if there is like a way that you can get that value out there in video that actually hits because it's like, it's so surprising to me that like such a good concept that you have here. Like I why wouldn't people not want to watch a video of it? Yeah. Um, so it might be worth like doing some 
playing around and like with format, you know, like see if yeah. there's there's anything else you can kind of think of there. Yeah. Um, but okay, aside from that, so kind of going back to talking about working with brands and feeling like you're too much in this niche um, and that you don't, again, like have sponsorships to show um, to get like other brands interested. Um, first, I feel like this is something that I hear from a lot, a lot, a lot of creators. Um, you know, I don't have any brand deals. Like, why is anyone, why would anyone want to hire me? That is like, it's such a limiting belief, you know, mm-hmm. like it's something that everyone goes through and they become a creator. There's always going to be a point where we don't have work, but then like the second you start you know, saying, okay, well, I'm going to get some work. I'm going to do some gifted partnerships, whatever. Then you build that portfolio slowly. But like every single creator goes through that exact situation where they don't have work. So Mm -hmm. I think it's something that is probably stuck inside your head. Like, don't let that fact stop you from pitching or, you know, stop you from uh, thinking you could work with KitchenAid or whatever it is, like bigger Mm -hmm. brands, just because you don't have, um, you know, sponsorships or whatever. But when it comes to like the niche portion of it, I think this is where you have to get really creative. So like, Mm -hmm. even for me, for example, like at this point, I really only talk to creators, like I'm only talking about things that are going to be relevant to creators, right? So like, I'm talking about like, maybe a new influencer platform or a photo editing app. Like that's all the obvious stuff. Right. Whereas like maybe for you, that might be again, like the kitchen gadgets and things like that. Like that's all the obvious stuff. But like, yeah. this is where we have to get creative and think outside the box. So like, I might want to work with uh, a journal company because everyone who's a creator is like probably taking notes about content ideas that they have. Like, you yeah. know, like it's, somehow this product can be connected back to what I do. So like for you, maybe it's like meal prep containers or maybe it's like, you know, those R place pans or Mm -hmm. aprons or even like, again, notebooks that people can write recipes in. Like, yeah, kind of like think one step outside of what's like the obvious brands. Um, And as long as you can find a way to connect that brand back to your mission, which is again, like helping those people, um, you know, cook easier for busy people, like what a busy Mm -hmm. people need that might be relevant to them that could somehow be related back to that. Yeah, it's kind of difficult. But you just got to get creative and try and think of some things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I could definitely try that. I think. um, Yeah, that's interesting. Just like trying to find a way to have it connect with like, It doesn't even, yeah, maybe it doesn't even have to be like cooking per se. Like it could be like, how can I make your life easier? Because that's basically what this is. is Yeah. How do I make your life easier? So, you know, yeah, I I think I could try that. I just hope it's not like too out of left field, like for like my followers to be like, huh? (laughs) That's the balance, you know, like it, it has to be something that, I mean, like, think about who your target audience is. Like, it's busy. It's you. You are your target audience. Like, a busy mom. Like, we don't have all this time. Like, I have stuff I need to take care of. I just need to eat. Mm -hmm. Okay, like, what do you need that could make that process easier? You know, like, and and anything that can answer that question, I think would be totally fine. But, like, that's where it has to line up. You know, it it can't be something that's, like, so out of left field that people are, like, what yeah. this makes absolutely yeah, no sense <laughs> yeah because I do get like brands that sometimes reach out but it's like 
right. this is not a this does not make sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> right but yeah there are some that yeah I could probably go a little I like the journal idea that was a good one yeah like you know like yeah. or even like I don't know like uh maybe it's a binder company where people can print out your recipes, recipes. and like put them in yeah. a binder like yeah you know there's so many little things like that but it's it's like trying to, you're so deep into what you do that it's difficult for you to be like oh yeah like this little thing that I do could actually be really helpful for someone you know like yeah. maybe you put all of your recipes in a binder you would never think to tell people about binders because you just do right. it and you're deep yeah. into it you know so try yeah. and like as you're going through the process of meal prepping like or or anything that's really going to be relevant to your audience as you're going through the process like try and like really actively think about it and like yeah. and try and remove yourself like is this obvious to everyone else you yeah. know because if it's not and a lot yeah. of the times it's not um yeah. then you know that might be a good opportunity to kind of like try and incorporate it in somehow and then just like reach out to brands and pitch like that idea and how it connects and things like that right and that's like that brings us to like a really good point about you know if it, if I'm a food blogger and I'm reaching out to a binder company, like they're going to be like, whoa, what? Like right. we are not, like, they're working with like college students or whatever it is. Right. So you having that thread that connects the two things, that's a mm -hmm. very important thing to mention in a pitch email or like in a call, like anything when you want to start connecting with that brand, anytime you want to start connecting with that brand, that's when it's important to be like, here's this great idea I have. I know yeah. you guys are already working with college students. You can exhaust that all you want. But like, I have this whole other audience right here that yeah. I have this great idea on how they can use your binder. Like, let me, sh let me show you how to do it, you know? Um, so, so say if I do that and then I create like a, you know, a cool reel, you know, cause they mostly, yeah. everybody wants a video. So <laughs> do you think it's like a negative thing? If like, if I do a sponsorship and it only gets like, not very many likes. Like I'm afraid that other brands are going to come know. look at my page and be like, <laughs> "Oh, like these bombed," you know. So I don't right. know if that's something that they even care about. I mean, do you do you have experience with that? Like, where like when you do campaigns and they don't do so great, do brands ever yeah. tell you like, "Well, what happened here?" or anything like that? So, uh, first of all, this is literally a fear that every single creator that I talk to has. So, like. Mm -hmm. not alone there. Um, and it happens very often. So like, this is not un an uncommon thing. You'll have to deal with it at some point. Um, so basically the way that I kind of like work through that process, my first thing that I like to do is when I am working with a brand in that kind of initial phase, I usually set expectations there that like, I would like to work together on like a multiple pulse, you know, like, one in September, one in October, one in November, whatever, multiple pulse uh, partnership, because when my audience has seen things multiple times, that will help them make that purchasing decision. And the first time that we post something together, we don't know who's going to see it. You know, like, mm -hmm. we don't know if it's going to hit, we don't know if it's like going to get caught up in a day when there's a bunch of ads running, and it gets kind of lost in the mix. Like there's a lot that's not under your control that right. can happen. And again, it happens very often. Um, and also when people see anything that's sponsored, 
it is automatically it's like human nature to like not treat it the same and i don't know why that right. is but it's just like it happens uh, it's it's yeah. a thing of life we just have to deal with it um so i typically like to kind of manage those expectations in the beginning so like i mm-hmm. might say that to a brand and if they're like okay well we really only like want to do one for now i'm like okay you know uh you know that's fine however i just want to like let you know that's typically not when i see my best results like Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my absolute best. I'm going to share it with everyone. I'm so excited to share it with my audience. Um, And if it goes well, I would love to keep working together so we can continue to grow together, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And and most brands, I will say, a lot of brands that I've had conversations with that continuously work with creators know this. They know Mm -hmm. that sponsored posts don't perform well. Um, And so it is pretty much common knowledge, but you'll definitely get brands that do not understand it. Um, Yeah. One thing that's actually, I guess, very important to bring up with this particular topic, there's something called a make good post. Have you heard of this before? I think I think I heard you talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) I try and (laughs) preach about it because it's like something that you don't hear about a lot. So basically what a make good post is, um, it might be slipped into a contract. And this is why it's so important to read contracts. It can be slipped Mm -hmm. into a contract. And it essentially says that if this post doesn't perform well, and they might put like specific parameters as to what like performing well means, if this Mm -hmm. post doesn't hit this many views or this many likes or whatever you have to create another post for us for free. Like, wow, that's crazy. No, yeah, um, because I'm not going to work times two for my pay only times one that doesn't add up for me. So if you ever see that in a contract, we take that out. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. not agreeing to that. Um, but again, like I try and set those expectations. There have definitely been situations in the past for me where I've been working with a brand that is maybe very new and it's like, wait, why didn't this perform well? All I can say to them is I did everything that I could possibly do at a certain point. It's in the hands of the app. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, you can exactly. create the best post ever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like because you... I don't think it's like the followers, you know, like they don't they just don't see it. You exactly. know, if you look at like how many were shown, if I look at my analytics, it's like, oh, it was only pushed out to like, you know, X amount of yeah. people. So it's like I can't, you know, be mad that it has so how are you supposed to control that? Yeah. So do you think it would also be worth like maybe uh pushing for a brand to to tell them like, well, look, my carousels do best right now. So should I maybe push for a carousel as opposed to a video? Well, you know, um, but but like at, as much as I would want to do that, I like right now, I'm too afraid to push back to any brand because I'm like, no, don't go away. Don't ghost me. I don't want to like, yeah. I can't even tell you how many times we've been emailing back and forth and then, you know, they don't respond. And then I'm like, did I say something wrong or I, I mean, I totally get that, but also like that is something that is going to like probably end up messing with you more than it's going to help you. The idea of like, I don't want to push back to the brand because Mm. you, especially when like negotiating rates and stuff, right? Like why you have to learn that like, this is my value. Like you have to believe your value before you can you know, kind of sell it to anyone else. And so when you can like believe that this is the rate that I really should be paid and Mm -hmm. then the brand says, absolutely not, you're crazy. It's easier to to walk away in those situations or to push back. And the one thing that I like try and uh, make everyone kind of like remember is you are in a 50-50 partnership with these brands. Like I I understand Mm -hmm. that like 
if you know KitchenAid is reaching out to you, like that's a huge brand. You don't want to like ruin a, a chance to work with them. But if KitchenAid, a bazillion dollar brand, is offering you fifty dollars for an Instagram post, like is that really yeah. a brand that you want to yeah. work with? It's so it's yeah, very tough to make those those decisions because like it's a big brand. Like you want to work with this yeah. big brand, but also like at, at what cost, you know, like mm-hmm. you're going to have to do so much work. You, you may not be like, you're probably getting taken advantage of is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. And so like, that is that really a brand that you want to work with? Maybe not, even though it's right. a big brand, like that happens all the time. Um, right. So it's scary to push back, but like you have to stand up for like, I know what I'm valued at. I know the yeah. amount of work that's going to go into this. I yeah. like this is it there's got to yeah, at least a be a reasonable amount of money involved here right. or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, yeah. So so yes, that and then also um we were talking about oh man, what were we just talking about before that? Do you think I should push for carousels? Oh yes, that carousels versus reels. Better? So uh, this is a is an answer that is going to depend on what the brand's goals are. So like, mm-hmm. for example, if the brand's goal is to have you create that video, whatever they want you to post it, but they also want to reuse it because they mm-hmm. need video content, then they don't care about a carousel. But mm-hmm. if their goal is sales or their goal is brand awareness and you say, this is how everyone sees my post or like, this is how I know people are caring about my post. Cause look at all these comments that I get on my carousels versus my reels. Yes. You should definitely sell them. Yeah. So okay. I think yeah. it really depends on their goals and you can ask them that, you know, mm-hmm. like, so when a brand reaches out to you and says, or you reach out to a brand, whatever happens and you say like, let's work together, ask them first question, what are your goals right now? What are you guys mm-hmm. trying to accomplish? And they might say, Oh, we just read, uh, launch this new brand of spatulas, a new mm-hmm. line of spatulas. And so we just want everyone to know about these spatulas because they're amazing. Yeah, That's when you say, okay, brand awareness, how can I reach the most amount of people? How can I get people to genuinely look at this and care? For you, mm-hmm. that might be a carousel, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, you know your audience best. And I know it's difficult to be like, if a brand said, mm, no, brand awareness, we definitely need a video. If you know mm-hmm. your audience best, it's the responsible thing to do for you to say, that's not what's going to work best with my audience. I understand the need for video content, but like, if you guys want brand awareness, you've got to trust me that this is the best way to do it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't be afraid to stand up to these brands. Cause I'm telling you, sometimes they really like think they know everything and they think they have to do things a certain way. But if they're hiring you as a service provider, you know your audience best. You know what you do best. And so yeah. like there there are certain things that they should be able to, you know, be flexible with knowing yeah. that you're an expert in in your content and your audience. Yeah, yeah. Which also, um, you know, I think uh, another thing too is like I, I, my content is pretty one-dimensional. It's like recipe, 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 recipe. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, maybe I should also branch out and do like, I don't know, a little bit of myself or like my family or, or like, I don't know, I think about like what else I could do or like, oh, we visited this place today or that place today. But I also feel like because I like to do that, because I want my audience to get to know me a little bit more and to kind of like, you know, just uh, show that you're Other, human behind yeah. there, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm like, but again, every time I show anything other than that, it's like the engagement is so low that like, if I try it, 
I'll go and delete it. Cause I'm like, I don't like these, like these low numbers, you know, like yeah. I don't like it hurting my engagement. Like I'm such a perfectionist that like, I like my high engagement. Right. So I don't know. I guess it's also just like trying to, um, choose between the two. Do I want the high engagement or do I want to like, you oh, know, balance, be more balanced. So, right. um, I don't know. What do you think about that? That's, I mean, that is, I guess I have an opinion on it, but also like it's, it could really go both ways. Right. So in my opinion with, uh, something like what you do where you're strictly like, here's all my food pictures, here's all my food pictures. Obviously people come to your page and they know that they're going to get recipes. Right. So like Mm -hmm. that's, we understand that. However, how many bazillions of recipe pages are there so like so many right Mm -hmm. what is the only thing that's going to set them apart even even going more specific and saying how many like easy quick five ingredient whatever three ingredient ten ingredient pages are there right like there are probably a lot so the only thing that's going to separate all of these pages is you you know like Mm -hmm. you behind the camera the one that's making all the recipes like you know you made it for you know one of your kids one day and that's what inspired Mm -hmm. this recipe like those are the things that are going to set you apart and help you build community and at this point in the game like I understand that you want to keep followers but the follower number matters a lot less than the community that you're building. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of brands even right now are really learning the value of community over just looking at that follower number and only looking at that number. Like they're looking at comments. They want to know how many like DMs you're getting. They want to see how Mm -hmm. people are reacting in stories. Like, do you have inside jokes with your audience? Like that kind of community is so, so, so valuable versus just having a big follower count. So at this point, in the game right now, I think I would definitely start posting more of, and and like, it could start off with things that are related to food. Like maybe you are in a video where you're, you know, showing you creating the recipe, or maybe like one of your kids is helping you create the recipe, or even like, you can just see like little kid hands, yeah. like <laughs> in the videos or whatever it is. Yeah. But I think to like, you could ease into it with Mm -hmm. connecting it to what you already do but I don't think that like having one post a month or two posts a month that are about you and in your family or what you're doing like whatever any of that I don't think that's a bad thing and yes it might not get as much engagement but it also over time is going to help people learn to relate with you and then when they want a recipe Instead of like going to 10 other of the pages, they're going to be like, oh my God, I love her. Like, I want to go to her. Like, she has a kid that's like the same age as mine. Like, yeah. and, and you become more of a human behind there and like they can relate to you more. So you're more yeah. someone that they want to spend time with, really, you know, like they're mm-hmm. spending time with you on your page. So yeah. I personally, I'm all for it. I think it's, you have to go into it, the mindset of this is going to take time. Like the first post might bomb. The 10th post might bomb. But like over time, people are going to get more and more familiar with you, with your family, you know, with Mm -hmm. what you do outside of all of this, that it will become like they're there more for you versus they're there for like your recipes. You know, that's an added bonus is the recipes. Yeah. I like that idea of starting off with like maybe once a month or something. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I think it would that. be I think it would be fun for you. Like it definitely I know that you're like a little nervous to get on there and like, sh- you know, show your personality like it really is. It's like a lot to to put yourself on display on the internet, especially yeah. with like your kids and everything. If you ever wanted to do that, like, I, I definitely understand that that's it's like a big hurdle to get over. But I think the when you see the response that you get from people who are like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I relate to that too. Or like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I had the same shirt on yesterday. I don't know, whatever. Like when they're (laughs) seeing you and like when you're talking to the camera, they're able to build relationships with you so much more. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised to see like how strong those relationships get with them like really being able to understand you as a person, you know, like that's very rewarding. And that's true. And I, and I like that when I go on like TikTok or Instagram and I see, you know, the creator just like, kind of like talking to the camera or something like it's entertaining and I like it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to see behind the scenes or who they are. And yeah. And that, so yeah, I'll have to, I think, I think I, yeah, I just needed that little push. I think I definitely want to give that (laughs) I'm going to be on you you about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. I, I think about this all the time on so like when I'm talking to Andrew if I'm like trying to explain like a conversation I had with someone that I talk to all the time in the DMs never met him in person I'm always right. like oh yeah my friend Annalisa like my friend <laughs> even though like whatever yeah. we've talked a few times on Instagram yeah it's you when you start to like build that relationship when people can understand who you are as a person relate to you like you can talk about like true crime together you can talk about things that are totally out of the realm of of food yeah you're able to like be actually build friendships and it's funny when I hear myself say that oh my friend this my friend that yeah. and I'm like or even people that I haven't really like like people that I watch on TikTok that like I like all their stuff and like sometimes they comment back to me I'm always like oh yeah. my friend this my friend yeah. that <laughs> yeah, but it's true like you, you know really them. are able to like build those relationships I think yeah. it's so important and especially nowadays like that is something that is going to set you apart so much like mm-hmm. even just like with brand partnerships like maybe they want to work with a specific demographic of creator and like yeah. they have no idea who you are like right. how are you supposed to be considered for opportunities like right there's like one it can picture help on my instagram of me and it's like way 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 yeah down. exactly so- they're not digging <laughs> so- they're not gonna dig yeah. for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true that's true okay i'll give that a try I like that. All right. How are you feeling? Are you feeling like a little more like you've got a fire lit under your ass now? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why you need like a, like a coach, you know, like a content creator coach just to talk these things through because, you know, if I try to tell my husband about these things, he's just like, oh gosh, you can do yeah. it. Like, you know, he yeah, doesn't even right? have social media. So he doesn't <laughs> understand how it like how it works so I totally get that I totally get that good yay okay well I'm excited I hope everyone listening really enjoyed this I'm sure that a lot of people listening are going through the same struggles so I hope that this information was helpful for you guys if you're interested in getting your free one-on-one podcast coaching call all you have to do is join us in our private membership community the social suite Annalisa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. It was so much fun.